In days gone by, Jews had few options when it came to earning a living. They were kept out of many trades by powerful guilds and were forbidden from owning land in most European countries. So Jews became merchants, importing fabrics and spices from overseas or buying lumber in the Russian forests and selling it to furniture makers in Germany, or they became tailors or water carriers or woodchoppers who carved out a meager day-to-day living. One trade that was very popular with Jews was hospitality. Besides being a trademark of Avram Avinu, there was a great need for hotels and inns throughout Europe. Travel was difficult in those days before the railroads and before paved roads. To go from one city to another was often a two- or three-day journey via a horse and carriage over muddy, bumpy roads. Travelers needed a place to eat and sleep on the way, so there were many inns on the roads to cater to their needs. Jews would rent an inn from a nobleman and would go into business catering to the needs of travelers, and in this way, they were often able to make a good living as long as the roads were reasonably passable. But these innkeepers, known as kretschmers, remained at the mercy of the parrots, who could decide to raise the rent beyond their means to afford or even simply force them to leave. An innkeeper called Yitzchok Isaac was fortunate to have a friendly relationship with the parrots who owned the yin that he rented. The parrots was an older man, a widower, and Yitzchok Isaac would visit him from time to time and they would enjoy a nice conversation. As time went on, Yitzchak Isaac realized that one day the parrots would pass away and perhaps things would change when the parrots' son inherited his father's estate. So Yitzchak Isaac decided to ask the parrots if he could buy the inn. To his delight, the parrots actually agreed and they settled on a price of 10,000 rubles. Yitzchak Isaac borrowed this sum from friends and went to the parrots' mansion to conclude the sale. The servant showed Yitzchak Isaac to the parrots' office, and Yitzchak Isaac placed a large bundle of banknotes on the table. Ah, paper money, said the parrots. Money was usually in the form of gold or silver or even copper coins, but the Tsar of Russia had recently introduced paper money. Yes, said the Kretschmer Yitzchak Isaac. 10,000 ruble as we agreed. Are you ready to sign the ownership of the inn over to me? Actually, I'm not feeling very well, said the parrots. Leave the money here and return in the morning when I will have everything ready for you. Yitzchak Isaac was very reluctant to leave the money there, but he didn't want to risk losing the deal by offending the parrots and taking his money back home with him. Certainly, I will see you in the morning, said Yitzchak Isaac before taking his leave. When Yitzchak Isaac presented himself at the parrots' mansion the next day, the servant admitted him and took him to the parrots' office. But instead of the parrots, an unfamiliar young man sat at the desk. How can I help you, said the young man. I am here to see the parrots, said the Kretschmer Yitzchak Isaac. I am the parrots, 
said the young man. My father passed away in his sleep last night. Trying to hide his growing anxiety, the Kretschmer said, I'm sorry for your loss, but your father and I had an appointment today to conclude my purchase of the inn. I left the payment here in cash yesterday. Do you have a receipt? asked the new parrots. No, your late father and I were friends for many years, and we had a business relationship that was based on trust. And you expect me to just give you the inn with no proof that you've paid for it? exclaimed the new parrots. Get out! How dare you! But did you not find a large bundle of paper money on your father's desk? asked the crutchman desperately. Be gone before I set my dogs on you, screamed the parrots, as the poor crutchmer hurried down the hall and out the front door. Yitzchak Isaac the Kretschmer hurried home to consider what to do about his situation. He owed his friends 10,000 rubles, and he no longer had the friendship of the parrots. He decided to travel straight to his Rebbe, as he was certain the Rebbe would help him. Perhaps the Rebbe would even give him the 10,000 rubles he needed to repay his loan. He traveled on foot to save money and even slept outside. Finally, he arrived at the Rebbe's house and was soon admitted to the Rebbe's room. As he entered, the Rebbe looked up from a sefer, a holy book, and waited for Yitzchak Isaac to speak. Oi, Rebbe, he cried out. What will become of me? I owe 10,000 rubles and I have no idea what to do. You owe 10,000 rubles? To who? And for what? asked the Rebbe. So Yitzchak Isaac told the Rebbe the entire story. And after he was finished, the Rebbe looked back into the Sefer for a few moments. When the Rebbe looked up, he said, I think I can help you. Yitzchak Isaac was so hopeful. Was the Rebbe going to give him 10,000 rubles? As he watched, the Rebbe opened a drawer in the desk and Yitzchak Isaac could hear the clinking of coins. Soon the Rebbe withdrew his hand and extended it to Yitzchak Isaac. Here, said the Rebbe. Yitzchak Isaac extended his hand and the Rebbe placed a few coins on his palm. At a glance, Yitzchak Isaac could see that it amounted to 50 kopecks, half a ruble, far short of 10,000 ruble. As the Rebbe smiled, Yitzchak Isaac began to back out of the Rebbe's room. As he reached the door, the Rebbe said, Eisel, come back. So Yitzchak Isaac approached the Rebbe again, and the Rebbe gestured for Yitzchak Isaac to hold out his hand, which he did. The Rebbe looked at the 50 kopecks and carefully removed 20 kopecks, leaving Yitzchak Isaac with only 30 kopecks. 50 kopecks was little enough, but what on earth can I do with only 30 kopecks, he thought. He began to back away again, and once more, the Rebbe beckoned him to return. He approached, and again, the Rebbe reached out to Yitzchak Isaac's hand, and again, the Rebbe removed 20 kopecks, leaving only 10 kopecks. Well, mused Yitzchak Isaac to himself, I suppose I can buy a glass of tea now. 
the Rebbe looked back into his safer and this time did not call Yitzchak Isaac back. In a daze, Yitzchak Isaac left the Rebbe's room and sat in the shul, wondering what to do next. No, he thought, let's get back to the Kretschmer and make some money. It was a three-day journey home, and on the last day, as Yitzchak Isaac reached the fields outside his town, he saw three peasants in the corner of a field, crouched around a fire. Hey, Mashka, they called. Come here. You want to buy a potato? Come. As he got closer, he saw they had just started a fire and were going to cook some potatoes they had found in a field. You want to buy a potato? Ten kopecks, said one of the peasants. With a shock, Yitzchak Isaac saw a leather satchel stuffed with banknotes next to the fire, with a half-burned banknote in the fire. The peasants must have found the satchel, but they think it's just paper. They don't know that it's money, he thought. And then a moment later he realized, It's my money. The parrots must have lost it. No, I don't want a potato, he said, but I'll buy that leather satchel. You want to buy this satchel? Sure, said the peasant. Give me 50 kopecks. Like a vault, thought Yitzchak Isaac. If the Rebbe had just let me leave with the 50 kopecks, I could have bought the satchel and got my money back. How about 10 kopecks, he offered. No, said the peasant. I'll go to 30 kopecks. Oi, why didn't the Rebbe leave me with the 30 kopecks, he thought. But then he realized, the Rebbe left me with 10 kopecks, so that must be all I need. I just have to think. Then it came to him. Tell you what, he said. You keep the satchel, but I'll give you 10 kopecks for the paper. Done, said the peasant and Yitzchak Isaac handed him the ten-kopek coin that the Rebbe had given him and quickly removed the banknotes from the satchel and hurried down a shortcut through the woods. A few minutes later, he heard shouting. He crept back towards the field and saw the parrots beating the peasants with his riding crop. You fools, he could hear. You burned my money. You burned all my money. Then the full realization of what happened came to him. The parrots must have dropped the satchel and the peasants found it. Not knowing that the Tsar had recently introduced paper money, they used one of the banknotes to help light their fire, as they thought they were just sheets of ordinary paper, much like those used in stores to hold sugar or salt or even to wrap fish. When the parrots realized that he had dropped the satchel, he galloped back the way he had come, and found the peasants. When the parrots saw an empty satchel next to the fire with a single half-burned banknote in the fire, he assumed that the peasants had burned the entire bundle of money. If the Rebbe had left him with 50 kopecks, or even 30 kopecks, he, Yitzchak Isaac, would have been able to buy the satchel. So the parrots would not have assumed the peasants had burned the money and would have simply asked them if they had found a satchel, whereupon they would have told the parrots that they had just sold the satchel to a Jew and Yitzchak Isaac would have lost the money to the parrots 
a second time. Now that he understood the whole story, he could see the Rebbe's foresight. Even though he was not able to buy the inn, he had received a valuable lesson in Amuna. At the splitting of the sea at Kriyas Yamsuf, the Titus says about the Bnei Yisrael, Ve'aminu ba'ashem uva Maisha avdoi. They believed in Hashem and in Moshe, the servant of Hashem. And as we all know, this holds true for the Maisha Rabbeinu of every generation. When we believe in the power of a tzaddik, we unlock our own greatest potentials. Yitzchak Isaac's Rebbe could have simply told him what to do with the ten kopecks, but instead he gave Yitzchak Isaac himself everything he needed to put the final pieces of the puzzle into place and thereby become a bigger, better person. Mm-hmm.